Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Jose Mesa, Bernie Kozor, Joey Devine, Ernest Biner, Art Modell. Jose Chico Lind, Corey Kluber, musical guest, the President of the United States of America, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and I've got to say, it's especially lit fam i forgot to say it the other day (laughs) um it's preseason we are less than a week away from nba basketball and we've got a great show for you tonight uh sean keen is here sean how are you hey how's it going joey oh it's going great uh and we have a special guest i believe he's the person who has appeared most on our podcast now uh, and wow. long and look, he's a Laker fan. He's on Twitter. He's a shoehead. And as long as Dave Schilling is not appearing on the show, he is coming for you, Dave. <laughs> Give it up for <laughs> at Juice Manji himself, Julian Rodriguez. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I, you've had somebody else more than three times, but I think that's. I don't think we have. I don't. I don't think we have. No. I I mean, Harper, maybe? 
Eh, we had twice. Harper three times? Twice. No, we Skyped with him twice and then had him on the live show. That's three. So you're oh, tied with Harper. Oh, he's been on the live show. That's right. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> okay I'm, pretty I'm good tied with company. Harper now. Pretty good company. Feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and Harper would have a lot to say to each other, I feel like. Uh, similar shoe choices, I believe. Hey, that's, those are good choices. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. I didn't say they weren't. Oh, no, no. I only wear uh, shoes that look like they're from the early 90s, so um, maybe even the late 80s. Anyway. I'm just uh, I'm New Balance all the time, man. Just Yeah. Uh, did you put down your Tiki torch to say that, or did you... <laughs> Isn't the Under Armour CEO worse than the New Balance CEO? Regardless, I'm wearing a pair of the Brad Miller XOs, and they're they're super comfortable. They're super stylish. Uh, they got inspiration from the old. You remember the Converse Sigmas? Those were like really great. <laughs> the Julian, what's tonics are, are so much? <laughs> Carmelo had a Spalding shoe, too. I am wearing those Al Harrington Kmart shoes currently. Um, all right. Uh, let's. Should we just go straight to the news, guys? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, robot, drop that drop. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball News. For humans and robots, trust the process. Um, so, Andrew Wiggins finally signed his max deal. Uh, he was waiting for three weeks after Kevin Durant's birthday, I guess, to sign it. Um, oh, yeah. Was that? Oh. Did people actually think Russell Westbrook intentionally signed his extension on Kevin Durant's birthday? Yes, that is on, what people yes. said. On Facebook, a lot of people. You know, that's a, there, that's the a, a sign of the trending topicization of America, where, like, because there's such a push for predictable news, uh, celebrity birthdays and stuff like that are constantly written about and acknowledged just because of, like, Facebook and Twitter's easily... Uh, hackable algorithms and i would say i i know that because uh today i submitted a photo gallery of moments in bodie miller's career in honor of his 40th birthday so i wonder if people are just more aware of when birthdays are now rather than uh you know russell westbrook's weird birthday uh troll job i guess they they are i i've i my new policy is i don't wish anyone now uh a happy birthday online um because of the facebook thing because i i would be, be too like blatant like you don't you don't type in hbd never the I'll laziest ta- possible yeah. thing or like hey yeah i hope you have a i just don't i don't write on anybody's facebook wall for anything i anything. will occasionally text when oh, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's fine. Are, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, yeah. But the only reason I know it's someone's birthday is because of Facebook. Right. But yeah. I, then I'll text. And I'll never, I mean, 
Now, granted, I also don't really remember when anyone's birthdays are. Uh, I have a pretty good... I would say I know my girlfriend's birthday with, like, 80 to 85% confidence. But other than that, only immediate family members do I really know. Yeah. Um, I want, let yeah, me, let no, me tell I you guys something, fair. though, about Facebook and, and sports, which is, there's this fucking dude... Uh, who's on my Facebook feed, who I know like through sneaker stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And literally, his whole Facebook feed is like, what, like Bleacher Report alerts? He just copies them. And, <laughs> and, and, and like, and posts them to his Facebook, like, unattri- doesn't give any attribution, nothing, right? And like, the immediacy of news, right? Like, there are people who comment on his Facebook post who hadn't heard about whatever it was, and then they, they all share their shit Facebook opinion. Like, <laughs> so they're hearing about, like, like they're talking, people talk about the Carmelo trade, like, a day and a half after it. <laughs> like, so he's like, and, not- and people are like, dude, you need to have a blog. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, and like, I don't know if everybody, if, like, I don't, I don't shut it down because, like, it's his moment. Like, he's really, like, soaking it in. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm thinking, I can't be the only one who's, like, Dude, <laughs> right? Or maybe just maybe maybe he that he just figured it. Out. He was bold enough to just do it, and he just it, it's just he just posts stuff off Bleacher Report. Well, it's, it's like a uh, it's a gym bomb when it's a Woj bomb that is two days later. Yeah, right. It's yeah. a Daryl bomb. His name is Daryl. <laughs> yeah, so it's like oh, Daryl bomb coming. <laughs> he's the homeless man's Woj. Well, it's great that it's Bleacher Report because that site was built on just copying and yeah. pasting articles from legit news sites. It's not like that now. Shouts to Bleacher Report and the whole Turner family. Yeah, uh, which we are adjacent to. Adjacent but, to. Yeah, but, we are we are BR adjacent on this We podcast. look over the fence at those sweet BR barbecues. We, we can see Bleacher Report from our house. Yeah. Um... <laughs> the one unique thing that that Daryl report has is that uh-huh. he will find a way to fucking turn anything into an opportunity to defend Levar Le- Le- Ball. That's <laughs> oh, <it's> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. it's like um, oh, dude, like Tom Petty died and he turned it into Levar Ball post. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Uh, has he dropped the Wiggins contract news yet? Uh no, I'm not no. I don't I don't think so. It, like I don't know what what how he how cuz I like I don't I've never met this per, this guy in person like I think I've bought a pair of shoes from him one time. Um like I just the dude I know on Facebook and he mm-hmm. like he dominates my feed. I think that says I don't I don't know how that, that shit works. I don't know if it says more about what my uh my activity on Facebook is cuz mm-hmm. so like I don't use it really. But like anytime I go in there, it's just like news stories from from eight hours ago. <laughs> like all, all the uh, it reminds me of a friend of ours who had a site where they basically posted uh, a one liner on their website every day, and this was after Twitter existed. But it was it was like. If Twitter, the the effect of the site was that it was like if Twitter was just one guy, this is what it would look like. 
Um, so, guys, uh, I know you have a lot to say about Andrew Wiggins because we've not talked about him for 10 minutes now. Does anyone have anything they want to say about this Andrew Wiggins contract? Uh, you got to max out if you have a young Canadian struggling defender. Uh, just just like a guy who could be DeMar DeRozan light for you if everything breaks right. You got to max <laughs> that guy out, right? Yeah, it's a bizarre. It, I mean, I don't know what else I would have like. It sounds like the the climate around the league is you just can't not give like your pretty, your promising young guy yeah. the full max now. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, is this is this like a thing? Like, teams are afraid of the like just the whole Gordon Hayward thing now. Is that what this is? Like, I do. Are they fr- yeah, because uh, I can't remember who who was talking about this. Uh, Zach Lowe was talking about this. The the weird panic that teams have for losing an asset for nothing, mm-hmm. even though the history of the NBA is that paying too much for an asset kills you so much worse, and that Dwight Howard has basically been a total disaster for every team he's on for at least six years at this point, and yet every time he leaves a team... Like, the Lakers are like, ah, just can't believe we lost Dwight Howard for nothing. And it was like, no, no, you did fine. Like, you you, you lost, you didn't have to pay Dwight Howard, and you didn't have to pay Andrew Bynum. Like, you actually escaped that one. And then the Rockets felt the same way, apparently. So, um, yeah, teams are much more worried about losing... Like, like they have a fear of losing out much more than a rational uh, uh, perception of like the actual worth of guys. Like everybody, but Sean, yeah. What if that asset sits down with your owner uh-huh. and promises to work really hard at getting better? All right, where's he, where's he looking? Is he like looking down? Is he looking at my forehead? <laughs> Because if he's looking me in the eye, then yeah, full max. <laughs> was, it was like Glenn, it, Glenn Taylor, right? That's the yeah. The, were they like? I imagine him like sitting there with his checkbook out, and like yeah. just holding a pen, like hovering <laughs> over a check. Anything you'd like to say to me? And, yeah, and Wiggins is like your defensive effort, perhaps. Yeah. Wiggins is there, like I thought it's a con. Like you don't just cut me a check. I thought it's a, a contract. <laughs> Are you gonna try? What? I just imagine um, he then. like watches Saving Private Ryan, and the inexplicable ending gets to him, and like as Andrew Wiggins signed the contract, he just whispers, "Earn it," in his ear. <laughs> Um, speaking of the T Wolves, I don't know where to where, where to put this, but yeah. uh, did you guys see that when the T Wolves went to China for the preseason with the Warriors, uh, Tom Thibodeau made the T Wolves practice the day they landed in China? God, that is Are you so shitting weird. me. No, it was and like, it was it was like it was two like... hours after they landed in China. It wasn't even <laughs> and... just like the same day. It was like get off the plane. Go to the gym. I've been doing squats in my seat for the last seven hours. It was 4 a.m. 
Minnesota time when he made them practice. Can I can I ask a somewhat related question? Yes. <laughs> How often do you think that Tom Thibodeau pees somewhere that isn't like a toilet or urinal? <laughs> like is I'm he breaking say... on film? <laughs> I'm going to say three times a week. Yeah, like he's breaking down film and he just pees into like a Snapple bottle or something. <laughs> he probably cats, dude. He has a catheter probably. <laughs> I bet Tom Thibodeau probably dips, right? I I mean, I don't know that he does, but if any coach in the league does, it's him. Like he, probably... he definitely has like Dr. Pepper bottles full of like tobacco spit, right? <laughs> He's got some kind of. He has some kind of really like weird. I imagine like a weird snacking hobby. Like he eats the whole sunflower seed. Like he doesn't, eat the, he doesn't take off the shell. He just eats whole sunflower seeds because he doesn't have the time and it's it gives, builds character and grit uh-huh. and shit like that. And he's like, look, my my bowel movements are a goddamn nightmare anyway. Yeah, let's. Yeah. His quote about making them practice was, you can't miss a day in training camp. Or no, you don't want to lose that day. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. It, he really... So I He stays say, on brand. So I say, get that money, Andrew Wiggins, because you're going to get danged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when... when... What it 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 yeah that still remains the only time in NBA history I think where they've been like I don't know if uh, that guy can go for game three because of the botched spinal tap. <laughs> oh, he still had to go to practice. We're just not sure if he's going to play in the game <laughs> with the leaking cerebrospinal fluid leaving his body. Uh, the only the only positive about the Andrew Wiggins thing is it is uh. At least it is a straight five-year max. It is not a four-plus-one. And I always just I just hate it if a team doesn't even get that, like, small concession when you extend mm-hmm. the guy. And so, you know, at least they didn't give him a player option. He probably, he probably would have gotten a uh, less favorable to the Wolves offer in restricted free agency, probably. Yeah. Like, someone would have maxed him and given him, like, a 3-plus-1, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I mean, I look, mean, I still think there's a chance he's good. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I think he's definitely... Yeah. I, I think the problem... I, I think the way... Just, like, the Warriors change the way we look at contracts. Like, we look at it as, like, does this contract lessen or increase the odds of having a contending roster? When yeah. I and I don't know if that's always a fair way to look at it. Um, like, if it, you know, if it was my team, I would probably rather have him on that contract than risk losing him. Yeah, you know, I, I could very easily talk myself into that contract and not really be too broken up about it. Especially given, like, what teams often when they save money on a player like that, fuck it off on some terrible player anyway. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you know. So, it's a lot of nitpicking. I guess that's just what it is, you know. That's what you have to give a promising young player that's coming up on his uh, his uh, extension. And, I mean, they're still... 
in the scope of things, the, that second deal is still usually cheap. Like, even at the max. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the biggest issue I have with that deal is just not even so much with Wiggins. It's just the the core that they lock themselves into, yes. which isn't his fault. Like, it's just your best player is your oldest player, or your you know uh, the oldest guy in the core mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with Jimmy. And I just don't. You don't see think them... Cat's better than Jimmy yet? Not yet. A lot of but people st- think he. I is. think he might be. I mean, I could see that changing this year, but as 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 of the end of last season, uh, Jimmy to me was a clearly a better player than Cat. Yeah, and I can't, I can't really, I feel like I can't judge big man defense that well when it's not a guy I see all the time. But there are plenty of people who say, like, "Oh, he's the worst defensive center in the league," and that's that that kind of. I don't. I don't know. I mean, that that just. I mean, I think Jimmy Butler's definitely better now. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. It's just, yeah. My my concern is that that when Cat when Cat and Wiggins approach like being as good or better than Jimmy, more so Wiggins than Cat, obviously. Mm-hmm. That J- it'll be more so because Jimmy's not that good anymore. Like mm-hmm. I just, oh, right, right, right. I mean, he's they only got him for two years, but the timetable, like the timetable's weird. But yeah, then like you have to make that decision on Jimmy in two years. The same summer, what? That's the same summer they have to pay Cat, right? Uh, I think that next be, summer that, is well. That's be... the year his deal will kick in. Yeah, so it's just so, yeah, like yeah. it's just a weird, no, a I weird mean, thing because I yeah, Jimmy's gonna get. He's probably still gonna have enough tread to get paid more than he should at that time too. It's just a weird. Yeah, they're. A, I mean, they're they're a, a really promising team, but it's so weird to see a team where you're like, yeah, they're capped out for like four or five years now, and you're like, they're capped oh. out, and they still might not make the playoffs this year. Like, I think no, most I mean, people they think won... they will, but they could totally not make it. Like, I could see it happening. Absolutely, it could happen. Like, they, what did they win? Like thirty five games last year. Yeah, less, right? Oh, it, maybe it was less. Yeah, I so... you know, if, if they had signed uh, Lowry, I'd feel like so much better about all of this. If they had, instead of Teague, like if they had gone that route, when that's what it looked like it was going to happen that they oh, were going to go. Oh, Kyle Lowry, yeah, I was yeah. Like, Lowry Markkinen, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was if they had signed was their pick, but <laughs> if they had signed Kyle Lowry and not drafted uh, a fucking center with that sixteenth pick, I'd feel like so much better about the Wolves right now. Yeah, imagine yeah. if they. You know, just picked like I don't know, OG Ananobi or uh, yeah, just someone who can shoot. Semi Ojale, who I don't know, yeah, somebody who is projected in that area. But um, I, yeah, to, I say all that to say that the the contract is like I like it better than the Gary Harris contract. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he has a pretty high floor too. Like, yeah, like right. I think it's, his floor might be like at what I think Gary Harris might actually end up like peaking at. Yeah, and also I was gonna say, isn't his floor like Rudy Gay? Yeah, yeah. that seems right, and that's you know, if you had Rudy Gay at the equivalent age at the max, that would have been fine. Like, it's not amazing, but it's not like it's not like Rudy Gay was like hurting those teams. 
what those teams were hurt by was Rudy Gay being the best player. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't really like Rudy Gay is destroying this team. It's like, wow, I can't believe we didn't acquire anyone who is better than this guy who's doing yeah. his best. Except and in, Rudy yeah. Gay was also, like, almost legally blind, right? Is that, is that the deal? <laughs> yeah, and it took him forever <laughs> to get LASIK. And I was so convinced that summer. I was like... Rudy Gay is gonna win an All Star. Like it's gonna be an All Star. <laughs> this is Rudy Gay's year because he got LASIK. He can see yeah. the basket now. And then it was like, nope, same exact guy. <laughs> well, Rudy Rudy Gay's LASIK is like Tristan Thompson switching hands for free throws, and it's like <laughs> like those maniacs who think that Ben Simmons should switch his shooting hand. Yeah, <laughs> she's like. Uh, did what you see that? that J.J. Redick thinks DeAndre Jordan shoots with the wrong hand, too? <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> did like, he talk about that on his podcast or something? Uh, no, I heard it on the Ringer podcast. Oh, uh, oh the Ringer. Weird that someone on the Ringer would be talking about an NBA star changing their shooting hand. Uh, I mean, it was in the same conversation Kevin O'Connor was saying that. Um, but he said he was like, <laughs> I talked to J.J. Redick, he was like, and J.J. Redick said that he always thought DeAndre Jordan shot uh, his free throws with the wrong hand. But then what was weird about it is he said that J.J. Redick, like, looked at the film and he was like, you look at the film, like, 80% of his dunks and alley-oop catches he, <laughs> he makes with his right hand, but he shoots with his left hand. And I was like, why is J.J. Redick looking at DeAndre Jordan's film that carefully? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> also, we have, we have like, J.J. Redick was probably unfairly maligned at the beginning of his career. We've come a little too far in the other direction, I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, J.J. Redick's a great defender. No. <laughs> yeah, we... People talk to J.J. Redick too much. <laughs> his, his, like, his willingness to be like kind of like uh, open and do a podcast right. like, got him way too many. Like, people got way too excited because <laughs> an athlete was being like fairly like transparent and talking about random shit. Um, and then like, no, no, he should stop. Like, when I when he did a find a podcast about finances with Donald Foyle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, they probably met at a poetry workshop, right? Oh, yeah, they both write poetry. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Adonis Adonis Foyle. Foyle was famous for... Well, you know, Adonis Foyle does, like, everything, though. Like, I don't, yeah, you but, could tell me he does anything. And I, when he speaks Foyle a lot of languages. On, when Adonis Foyle was on the Warriors, he was famous for no one wanted to sit next to him on the plane because he would read poetry out loud. Oh, and then they'd be like, could you not read out loud? And he'd be like, no, poetry is meant to be read out loud. You have to hear poetry to fully get poetry. <laughs> At a point. <laughs> yeah, it's a He's, great point, but don't do that on the plane, O'Donnell. <laughs> the, like, Look, the, sound and sense, baby, sound and sense. He and, um, and Dan Gedzurich, I saw them at a bar in San Francisco called Hobson's Choice. <laughs> Not together, at different times. <laughs> um, 
And like that's like a one of those bars where like if you're an NBA player and I see you there, you're not like being an NBA player properly. <laughs> yeah. Like I lived down the street from there and I didn't even really like going to that bar. Like I guess like oh whatever. They got a juke they got one of those elect uh like internet jukeboxes so I can play yeah. fucking I can play whatever the fuck I want. While I drink a fucking eight dollar punch or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, and, and and they have those old timey chairs. And like Dan Zurich was wearing like a super like one of those Tim Duncan button up shirts and like sitting and sitting down on those like old chairs with his so his knees are like shoulder level with women, like. <laughs> oh, it, it's a that's a weird bar to be an NBA player at. I'm at the um, hate Ashbury. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. I'm in the hate. All right. Yeah. Um... All right. Are, uh, oh, can I can, I can I can I read you uh, an Adonis Foyle poem though before we move on? I don't see why not. This is a poem called Ambivalence, and I'm going to read it out loud because poetry should be read out loud. All right, Ambivalence by Adonis Foyle. I miss the cocks that shout out loud. Arise, arise, you wretched sloth! The day has dawned and passeth by, dragging night's drape across the cloud. I miss the beach, the sand that's pure, the water that makes the land secure. Its reef, a quilt with blinding hues, adorns the painted mystic view. I miss the pain I ever hate, whips and ropes, my haunting fate. One does not only love the good, but grows in disdain, misunderstood. I miss the face of those trusted few, whose love was but a weakness too. Home, illusion of bucolic paradise, the rosy dew, and stinging lies. So, props to Adonis Foyle for leading with cocks and then talking about <laughs> whips and ropes. This guy. Uh, unfortunately, the poetry corner section on com has been removed. Probably because of people making fun of his poems like I uh, just did. Check, check the Wayback Machine. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, all right, um... Let's move on to another news story. Uh, guys, Isaiah Thomas is really mad at Danny Ainge. Yeah, what? that's, uh, a, that's a shock. <laughs> Why? Because, I don't know, Isaiah Thomas was playing with a torn hip muscle, got a bunch of teeth knocked out of his mouth days after his little sister died during the playoffs, and then Danny Ainge traded him because he only had a year left on his contract. <laughs> Is that the reason? Why is Ainge like this? Like, why? What is wrong with him? Like, so, he, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be this way. Wasn't he trying to get Larry Bird traded when he was an actual Celtic? Oh, I haven't heard that one. I think there's a story about him like having dinner with Red Auerbach, and Auerbach's like, "Danny, you're a smart guy," and he's like, "I'd trade Bird and McHale right now." <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, you could value. Like, <laughs> um, what I liked about Isaiah's quote, though, is he said, I will never speak to Danny Ainge again. And then he said, now I'm not saying F him, but I don't ever want to talk to him again. <laughs> Which, if you're saying you don't ever want to talk to a person again, aren't you pretty much saying fuck that guy? Respectfully, you are saying it respectfully. I you're guess saying that's, it. Yeah. You're saying it so that you don't put yourself in a position to say "fuck you" in person. Well, and also, Danny Ainge is a Mormon, so that like 
that means the same thing to him. Yeah. Oh, like, well, he, would, it, it, he wouldn't even hear it if you if you didn't say. He's like, oh, f you. That's that's the worst word is f. <laughs> Uh, and then later on today, they asked Danny Ainge, they were like, hey, did you hear Isaiah Thomas says he never wants to speak to you again? And he was like, oh, did he say that? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's too bad. Um, I, you know, I was a player who was traded twice, so I get it. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, apologize. <laughs> a weirdo. I mean, the other thing that's kind of come out, I think it was Haverstrow who figured this out, is he thinks Isaiah Thomas was hurt, hurt his hip way earlier. Yeah, he said, like, December. And then he kept playing on it for the Celtics, and that is part of the animosity here. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing, like... you <laughs> makes can a lot ask, more sense. Like, you can ask <laughs> your players to do... like. That's an implied contract. Like, I, I remember when, um, this is not a basketball thing, but uh, Giants closer Rob Nen, uh, the the Giants made him pitch in the 2002 playoffs when his arm was shredded. And, you know, it. they fell, they came very close and fell short. No one was giving him shit about the rest of his contract. It was like, yeah, we, we did this to you. We're not going to shit on you afterwards. Because of an injury we caused. Like, oh, he's got a chronic hip condition. Why? I don't know. He's playing high-intensity basketball for five months after it. You know? Team trainer let him do it. And then got rid of him because he knew the medicals. Like, it's really messed up. Yeah. Um. So, Team Isaiah. Right, everybody? Gotta love it. So, yeah. Here's my question for you guys. Yes. Is there an NBA luminary that you would never like to speak to again? Uh, I mean, I, I have not spoken to a lot of NBA luminaries. <laughs> the ones I have have been pretty polite. I would say that I would say that when I was interviewing many greats and semi-greats at the Big Three, uh, I thought Smush Parker was an unusually bad interview. <laughs> but he was also wearing a weird Apple parody t-shirt that said, oh no, I'm sorry, a a sweatshirt that said, I pray, mm -hmm. and uh, I believe he had been up all night. So even then, I'm like, <laughs> maybe Smush had a, a tough time. But yeah, who would I not want to speak to? I mean, probably yeah. Danny Ainge. <laughs> Like, I've said a lot of terrible things about him. He doesn't seem like he'd be fun, and we'd only be able to talk in a Chipotle. Or I was a gonna say bread. so, like, like hard pass on a lot of the elements of talking to Danny Ainge. His son, his son's like running for the worst congressman's seat in Utah, and he's like. Jason Chaffetz, you know that guy everyone thinks is a dick? He's not conservative enough. Hi, I'm Tanner Ainge. <laughs> also, his son's name is Tanner Ainge. That's like, like a Gatorade flavor for white supremacists. 
All right. Uh, hot fire coming from Sean Keen. Um, I'm going to move on. I don't think any, I don't think Julian and I, no. or, or I need an answer after that. Um, Man, can I, can I tell you something about Tanner Ainge's fucking Twitter page for a second? Do it. Five children, I... one wife. Uh, here's his Twitter bio. Quote, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. Kung Fu Panda. Good lord. That's his Wait. entire Twitter bio. You want to be in fucking Congress? <sighs> Wait, that, that fat third baseman that the Red Sox that ruined the Red Sox uh <laughs> said that? <laughs> By the way, a little little note about the Giants disaster season where they brought back Pablo Sandoval. Uh the one thing they were doing successfully was driving the tank until the last game of the season when Pablo Sandoval hit a walk-off home run to cost them the number one pick in the draft. Quality. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, while we're talking about the Celtics, I guess, we should probably mention uh, good old crazy Kyrie. Uh, the Jaden Smith of the NBA. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yesterday he said that he loves being in boston because it's a real sports city not like cleveland (laughs) i mean i understand that there are a lot of great fans in boston but my first memory of seeing sports in boston was going to fenway park and being like wow there's two full blocks of shirts that you can buy that just say Derek Jeter's a faggot. Like, that's... <laughs> these are openly on this city. Are these great fans, or are these hate criminals? <laughs> I was going to say, Boston probably... Ha- they, they probably use much more specific, uh, like, slurs in Boston than Cleveland. You know, Cleveland oh, yeah. is straight. You know, like, hard R's. The they probably <laughs> no, mix they it up. The- no, no, hold on. You guys are giving Cleveland way too much credit. They're the same sports city. <laughs> Boston's, Boston's just, like, more concentrated, and they're like, we built more colleges so we can yell at each other more. You know? No, Boston is just Cleveland if 10 years from now the Browns had won a million uh, Super Bowls and the Indians had won a million World Series. And Who's Cleveland the Mark Wahlberg of two. Cleveland? But but also Boston's like a rich city with lots of banks. Like, what's the industry of Cleveland? It's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame related industries. Like the to me the best thing about Cleveland is probably that they they have the decency uh, to not serve chili on spaghetti like Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, like, no, that's been no, no way. Sorry, not not gonna happen. Like, like that's that's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, in fact, you know what I'm gonna say, city of Cleveland. At least they even they invented horrible sports trends, like burning jerseys and wearing paper bags on your head. <laughs> oh, that was that a Browns thing? I thought that was a Saints thing. Oh no, it's a Saints thing. You're right. My bad. <laughs> Because the the thing that's like, I mean, the Cleveland Browns are incredibly bad now, but for a really long time, they were just falling short over and over again, which is much more frustrating than just 
total garbage. Well, the other thing they have in common is their baseball teams. One city has an incredibly racist mascot, and the other had an incredibly racist owner for yes. years and years <laughs> and years. Yeah, it's like, say what you will about Chief Wahoo being on the field for a long time, but Larry Doby was also on the field like 14 years before Boston had a black player. Oh, man. Which is, which is leading us into... Uh, the Cleveland Indians blew a two nothing lead in a series. Wow, yep. they they had a three chances to win an elimination game and didn't, which is something that they that people should be made fun of for years. Yeah, they should sign Kevin Durant this offseason. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh let's move on. By the way, actually there is one last thing I want to say. I still don't really like Kyrie as a basketball player. But I gotta say, I'm sort of falling in love with Crazy Kyrie, uh, the personality. He's basically gonna be like basketball Gary Busey by the time he retires. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like he needs to have like a major motorcycle accident and get even like, like Gary Busey did and get even crazier. He's like Meta World Peace, but small. <laughs> um... Well, I just, I just like a guy who has, like, irrational confidence in himself in every facet. Like, it's not yeah. just basketball, but also doesn't really have that much inclination to, like, find out if he's right or not. Yeah, it's nice to have an NBA player that seems incredibly likely to start their own religion or cult by the end of their career. <laughs> Do you think he's kind of like Steven Seagal, really? Like, if Steven Seagal like had a had, actually had a skill that kept him in demand in his field, like they're kind of similar. Like, I could see Kyrie like wanting to meet the Dalai Lama and like cut making an album. Mm-hmm. You know, all those all those things that that Steven Seagal has done, claiming he like speaks four languages. Yeah. Do you th- do you think Kyrie Irving could put out the first? NBA album that's like well I mean Victor Oladipo did put out an R&B album as did, did. Kareem Rush but uh, like I wonder if Kyrie would just be like no this is I just wanted to put out an album that you could listen to at a rainforest cafe he's gonna put it out on WikiLeaks <laughs> <laughs> and people are like Kyrie that doesn't make any sense and he's like does it <laughs> Think about it. Um, all right. Since we have a shoe guy on, Julian, you're a shoe, huh? you're a shoe guy. I am. Uh, how do you feel about Jordan Brand dropping Carmelo Anthony's signature shoe? No more Carmelo Anthony Sigs. Uh, I think it's it's about time. Um, I <laughs> also am waiting for them to do the same with Chris Paul's shoe because uh, they're just shoes nobody fucking cares about. <laughs> they're just like. <laughs> I care. I like shoes. I don't. I'm not sure. Like, if you took off the their logos, I wouldn't. I'm not sure the last like two shoes I could tell you which one was. If you put it amongst all the other like kind of generic Jordan shoes, I mm-hmm. wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what the Chris Paul or the Carmelo. Uh, I, I'd have like a sixty percent chance of of getting them both right. Yeah, uh, I I think that's fair. Um, Sean has like imagine buying a Chris Paul shoe like 
at full retail price. Like, not because, like, like, do they, I, I want to, I have a hard time believing they sell any, like, the day of at full right, retail like, price. Do you think there's maybe, It's the like, shoe that your mom gets you, like, you wanted, like, the Jordan or you wanted, you know, whatever Westbrook's wearing. And, like, the Chris Paul shoe is on sale. <laughs> and your mom got you that one. And you're kind of like, oh, you're kind of ashamed or whatever, but... You right, know, that's also how shoe. I got the that's how I got the Grant Hill Fila's as a kid. Those shoes are infinitely better than any shoe Chris Paul's ever had. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, as a kid I wanted Jordans, but the Grant Hill Fila's were like fifty dollars less. <laughs> Chris Paul had the worst theme I think I've ever seen, like when they try to do like these theme like storytelling shoes. It was like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde theme shoe. Um oh, and like God. they do this. <laughs> they do this with shoes where they'll have like the like the mismatched shoe, but usually like they're both like kind of wacky, like so it, so they're mismatched, but it makes sense. The mm-hmm. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde one was just like one of them had like four like like highlighter colors like all over it, mm-hmm. and then the other one was just like a solid, a completely solid gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde inhabit the same like closet like they have the it's yeah not when, like... wouldn't you have it like on the same shoe like maybe like yeah. a, a split shoe like like two shoes? half shoes yeah yeah, yeah. It, like they, it looked like they just like oh here you go it's two totally different shoes that don't seem to have a current theme unless you tell me it's about dr jekyll and mr hyde and i also kind of <laughs> have to know what dr jekyll and mr hyde is <laughs> What do you like? Uh, I like a uh, people like who a... are going to buy fucking hundred forty dollars sneakers. Uh, I would have give me these so Robert Wood if... Stevenson joints. Yeah. I would have liked them so much better if they were Doctor Rivers and Mister Pauls. Yeah, <laughs> and one was like uh, a Hawaiian shirt golf shoe, and the other one was like a like a, you know just a pretty boring Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> That made me think of uh, how uh, on Dunked On they call Doc Rock Divers, and I'm mm-hmm. and I think it's like really really fucking funny. And <laughs> I'm I'm totally one of these days I'm gonna make on Nike ID I'm gonna make a shoe dedicated to Danny. Oh. <laughs> well, I like I, I like the on Nike yeah. ID shoe. That would be great. If you, well, what if you had a mismatch? It's gonna be pair? All, all gray or all white. Uh, yeah, a rock divers and a a Fred Hoybergo. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna say it's just gonna say like uh, like on one shoe because you could put like your little like a word or a phrase or something. It'll put like on one shoe on the left shoe it'll be powder dry. <laughs> on the Bite right, at the shoe, apple. No, on, on the right shoe, I'm just gonna use like I'm gonna just find like a really. I'm going to put, like, one of the words that they said that made me, like, laugh. <laughs> like, panacea or something. Like, yeah. a real, like, ridiculous SAT word. Uh, just a shoe that says, like, bucks here. All right, anyway. <laughs> bucks here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean... Uh, Draymond Green said some shit. Oh, today. oh! Can you I? You have the quote, right? Hold on. Can I? Can I just ask one more shoe question because we have Julian yeah. on here? Uh, CJ McCollum signed a multi-year deal with Lee Ning. Mm-hmm. And okay, so 
A, does this make you question him at all as a superstar? And then the second part is, well, yeah, yeah, here, let, let me ask you that first question, and then I'll have a follow-up. Uh, I mean, like, that's the, 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 the Chinese shoes are, like, they're never going to, they're, to, to people that know about them, I think they're cooler than, like, Under Armour shoes. Um, they're, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's obvious, like, they just get paid a lot more, like, the, those, those, those brands will pay like superstar money to a guy that like a Nike or an Adidas has no reason to pay. Like, you know, to be, to have your own shoe with Nike, it's kind of like your first ballot hall of famer. That's like the standard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas like CJ McCollum is not that, uh, you know, like clay is probably the best. Well, Dwayne Wade, they gave him like equity and leaning. Yeah. Right. And so that's to go like, there. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a, just a smart, yeah, like they built their brand off of Dwayne Wade, but um, you know, wasn't Dwayne Wade also with Converse when he first started? He was with Con yeah, but Converse Nike owns Converse, so like when they bought when the companies merged, then they moved away to Jordan, and apparently, I guess like it's a, it is actually kind of interesting. the The reason that um, Westbrook has been on Jordan brand for so long, and I've like. I've tweeted about this like endlessly. Like, why would you send him to Jordan Brand and not give him his own shoe? Yeah. And, and they're just now about to do it. And the reason they waited so long is because when they moved Wade from Converse to Jordan, they gave him a shoe, and he was gone from the brand in two years. Like, it, uh, they just assumed that he'd still hmm. be there. So yeah. they put all that time into giving him his own line, and then he was gone. So they want. So now they're going to give Westbrook a shoe now that they signed him to that like ten year deal. And they're and they're gonna get rid of Mello just to try to blow up the OKC locker room in the process. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, actually, and now that yeah, now that he's the second most popular like Jordan brand player in the same you know in this, a shitty market versus New York, there's like next to no reason to give him a shoe. <laughs> well, um, and and when Jordan brand passes a torch to Russell Westbrook, he's not passing that torch back. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, no. he's going to yep. isolate that torch. Um, oh, so my follow-up for the leading question is, does it make you more hesitant to know that Evan Turner was the one who recruited him? No, he Evan Turner was like the first leaning guy. Yeah. Before Wade, I think. Oh, wow. He was the first... I, I, I think Evan Turner was the first, like, uh, draft pick, lottery pick to sign with a Chinese brand. How weird! Yeah, maybe and, uh, he has a great deal. Actually, they're very good. Like they're like they're very good. They're regarded as very good performing shoes. Not like, not like when um, Anta signed. Like I remember when Anta first signed Clay, he was like wearing Nikes that they covered up and put Anta brand yeah. on or something. <laughs> like they put like a they put like a spat on his Nike <laughs> shoes <laughs> to like to make it look like an end like a like a they put like a body kit. On his shoes to make it look like an Anta until until they figured it out. Mm -hmm. um, but like all those brands seem to be figuring it out. Like those those new clays are are not bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, they they birthed China clay, the greatest human yeah. being of all yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. The uh, the NBA's Andrew WK China <laughs> clay. That's really good. It's true. Did you hear? Uh, he and Roger Federer had a chat about ping pong. 
in China? No. China Clay was like, <laughs> how's your ping pong game? And Federer, I think, probably surprised, was like, pretty good. And Clay said, yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that guy. All right, so speaking of the Warriors, Sean, you want to read these Draymond quotes? Yeah, so so the the thing to know is that the Warriors have one team-wide text chain, like chat, you know, group chat. Sorry, why did I say text chain? Because it's 2002. Uh, sorry, that was just shouts to the retiring AOL Instant Messenger. Um so there's one group chat for the team, and then there's another group chat that's just uh, the death lineup. So it's just Draymond, Durant, Curry, Steph, uh, Curry, Clay, uh, Iguodala. Anyway, so I bet Clay gets high and says the craziest stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he like bet... accidentally sends those audio messages oh, all the time. <laughs> And like, like constantly, Clay's like typed something in the box and deleted it, so it always looks like he's typing like twenty four hours a day. And then occasionally, the response is like, "K, cool." <laughs> uh, so apparently, Daryl Morey after uh, after the title this year. Daryl Morey said, they are not unbeatable. There have been bigger upsets in sports history. We are going to keep improving our roster. We are used to long odds. If Golden State makes the odds longer, we might up our risk profile and get even more aggressive. We have something up our sleeve. Draymond's response was, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) They are really trying to rethink their whole strategy. Here he bumped a table repeatedly with his hand for emphasis because teams know they don't have a fucking clue. And then he explained that uh, if the Cavs had not hit an NBA record 24 three-pointers in Game 4 of the Finals, they would have got swept out. Uh, and he's like, come on, it's ridiculous. Fuck these other teams. So, uh, I mean... There's not much to really argue about that quote, right? It's... No. <laughs> I got a kick out of that in that story about like he called Kobe, um, and I and I just imagine that like and Kobe gave him some like you know tell everybody to fuck off kind of co- classic Kobe advice, mm-hmm. and like if if there was ever a dude who would totally be down to go on like hobo stabbing. Uh, excursions with Kobe would be Draymond. (laughs) Especially now that the Morris twins are not guilty. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I have nothing to say about that. Like, I'm just glad to know that Draymond's alive. He had such a quiet summer. um, And I'm ready for the season to start. Uh, Sean? Yes. Anything on this? No, I you, just you want to add. I like I like that it's he's been very quiet. Like after the eventful summer of 2016, Draymond has been, you know, smartly kind of boring in the public mm-hmm. life. I like that he's salty about this, and I th- I really think that as as you know, amazing as Stefan Durant are. The thing that makes the Warriors, like, 
a really, really terrifying beast of a team is when Draymond just decides he's going to try to win the game on defense. And that's when it's like, oh, shit, this, like, no lead is safe, you know, all that. Right. And so, yeah, I like that I like that he's still has a pretty big chip on his shoulder. Yeah, that's all. Um, all right. Uh, Paul Pierce, you want to talk about Paul Pierce? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just kind of like that he's, he's started on, uh, the jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And very early on Chauncey Billups and Jalen Rose have been giving him a lot of shit for the things he says. One of which was that, uh, in a conversation which started with him saying that he thought, Andre Drummond would be an all-star by now. Uh, and Chauncey Billups broke in immediately and is like, you know he's made the all-star team, right? <laughs> and then <laughs> Paul Pierce ended up saying that if he had had the top pick, he would have taken Andre Drummond over Anthony Davis. Which a weird take. Because Anthony Davis... If, am I remembering this right? That he was the player of the year for the national champion as a freshman? Yeah, and also played in the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> also before played he played in, in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it Olympic was so goal. obvious he was good, they put him on the Olympic team. Yeah. Before he played an NBA game. Well, now, to be fair with Paul Pierce, the Olympics were after the draft, so he couldn't have he couldn't have known that. <laughs> oh, I guess he could have known that. Yeah. Has Andre Drummond been on an Olympic team yet? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, Paul Pierce thought he'd be playing at an Olympic level by now, but I guess it just hasn't worked out. <laughs> I do yeah. like that it's, like, maybe the thing that they thought they needed to, like, steal from inside the NBA is just to have a guy who's, like, regularly saying dumb things. Yeah, like an out-of-shape moron. Yeah, and then the, then, then the <laughs> smart people can, like, jump on him and be like, what'd you say? And then, like, months later, replay these ridiculous things he says. Much like the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to win the title next year. Yeah, he the one that he said, said today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we need, we need a guy that's unprepared <laughs> and just generally uninformed. What He's about... like the opposite of Tony Romo. He is the opposite of Tony What if that guy could also have no self-awareness about himself? <laughs> uh, he he was defending Danny Ainge against Isaiah Thomas. Uh, that was another oh, thing wow. he did. He also claims he was not on a super team. Um, mm. Oh, my God, that guy. <laughs> Heard he's personally pleasant, though. So you know. Paul Pierce? Yeah. I don't know. He man. seems like a, like, a dec- like a nice nice guy. I think he's probably like I think he's probably fine. I think I think he's like the only person that wasn't insane on those Celtics teams too. Looking back <laughs> in hindsight where you're like, "Oh yeah, Kevin Garnett was had really gone through a lot of stuff by then and Rajon Rondo's still crazy and Ray Allen, I mean, we we got a glimpse of what his personality's really like through his Twitter account, <laughs> but like, like a guy who's like, I gotta get to the arena two hours and 13 minutes every time. Like, yeah. uh, Perk is normal. 
Oh yeah, Perk seems like I would. Yeah, Perk seems great actually. <laughs> so that's our news, uh, Sean. You got an ad read for us? Yeah, this is a little bit of a weird one. We've got a new sponsor for the podcast this week. It's a new movie coming out for Halloween. It's mm. a sequel to one of the lesser known. Yet still championship caliber Halloween film since 2015. It's called Do 2, a James Michael Medea Do Halloween. Um, okay, so James Michael McAdoo of the Philadelphia 76ers cross-dresses to play his signature character, Medea Do. Medea Do is sassy, brash, outrageous, and slightly undersized for her position. She hates tricks, and McAdoo's performance is a treat. Now, some might argue that the rest of the cast carried Medea Do in the original. Some have pointed out that Medea Do only appears in limited minutes in the film, and those scenes have some of the worst plus-minus laugh-scare numbers in the film. In fact, some have claimed it cost them at the final box office in 2016. But that's ridiculous. James is a hard worker. He practices really hard at every rehearsal. And he's still better than the original actor, Anderson Verajao, whose take on Medea Do was pure slapstick. He just fell down and made everyone sad. Anyway, act now. Boo 2 is out for Halloween weekend. Only in limited theaters in the Philadelphia area. Buy tickets with promo code ROUNDBALL and get a free ticket. But you do have to sit with Jaleel Okafor. Alright, so thank you, Do 2, a James Michael Medea do Halloween. Wow. Uh, I didn't even know there was a Do 1. Uh... <laughs> I guess I should be more up on that stuff. No, it's a, I guess it's a Halloween classic in certain communities, by which I mean the McAdoo family. Oh, okay. And Tate Frazier's house. All right. Uh, <laughs> Julian, you are a Laker fan. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you watched all of the Lakers preseason so far? Most, mostly, yeah. The the I the least the game I watched least is probably the first one actually. So my question for you here is uh is Kyle Kuzma the next James Worthy, the next Kobe Bryant, or the next Jordan Clarkson? Ooh. He's the I guess I mean I guess worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to reluctantly say he's <laughs> Better than James Worthy, or that he's going to be comparable to James Worthy. Uh, that being said, I do um, think he's going to be really fucking. Good. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us about how much you love the Kuzma. Oh, I lo- well, I've been I've been day one Kuzma uh, fan. Um, I just uh, he just my favorite is like I love like guys who can, like footwork guys. Mm-hmm. And he's awesome in that regard. Like it's, it's fucking crazy. It's just, I, and I like guys who like illustrate how stupid college basketball can be sometimes. Yes. So, <laughs> like, what the fuck were you doing with this guy? <laughs> he was, he was like, I even thought he was good in. Like, college. it's not like it's not yeah. like in, it's not like a Calipari at, at Kentucky thing where he has somebody. Like, you played for fucking Utah. You couldn't find mm-hmm. a way to like adequately like deploy this guy like oh man and i mean even that doesn't even i mean kentucky is its own thing it whatever but i'm very excited about kyle kuzma um i think he's gonna be 
really, really, really good. So, h- how screwed is uh, Julius Randle then, if he is that good? I don't. You know, I think that that's the, it's, this is the weirdest, and this is a weird thing. Um, like uh, listening to uh, Zach Lowe's podcast, it was weird to hear. Um, him and Rosillo talk about like the Lakers cap situation and the two mm-hmm. max thing, and be like, and not ever mention Jordan Clarkson, right? Like they're like they're piecing together players to add up to twelve million, and it's like there's a guy who makes twelve million <laughs> on yeah. their team who they don't appear to be very invested in, and who could they could probably move and not take any money back, um. You know, they don't have to trade Brandon Ingram <laughs> along with Luol Deng <laughs> to get to $65 million. But anyway, um, I'm not, uh, I, I don't, I think it's going to, I think we're going to see them play a, together a lot, actually. Oh, him and Randall. Yeah. I think Randall, I don't think Randall's is, is, is cooked, is non, like, I think, like, smart Laker fans probably think that the best course of action would be for them to like move heaven and earth to have two max slots mm-hmm. while keeping Randall's cap hold. Um, right. Because like the prevailing, like the old, like people used to talk like Nance and Randall were like similarly good. No, Julius Randall is a lot better than Larry Nance. Right. Um, yeah. Like it's not close. And to me, the one year, the one extra year you have of Nance on a rookie contract does not, um, you know, isn't enough to, have him be the guy you keep. And especially when like, you know, you don't know. It, yeah. I, I could, I could see them like, pa- I think they're going to end up packaging. Like they're going to trade, I think like Clarkson and Nance together or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Zubats and trade all the other shit. And then that's, that would be the best thing. Cause like Julius Randall's in a weird contract. Cause like, I don't think he'll get paid that much more than his cap hold. If at all. Well, it's it's, and if he really, does, it's because he would have been really good, <laughs> right, right, right. In which case, you keep it. Like, so I don't see a, a, a I think because of, like nobody has money next summer, so there's not going to be this robust. If there is a robust market for Julius Randle, he's going to be that good that you absolutely keep him. So, like, this idea that he has to be the guy, the odd man out, is silly. And I, I, I don't know. He's going to play a lot of center. I think. Like, they're going to. Oh play fast. yeah. Well, and it's. And he's, and Lopez only plays like twenty five minutes a game anyway. Um, well, and can't they can't they just sign him last after everything happens anyway? Yeah, his capital's I mean, guess, gonna be twelve million. Like he's, so, like he's, if they need oh, it, yeah, they yeah. can renounce it. Like yeah, exactly. Like there's no reason. Um, but yes, I do think Kuzma looks like he's going to be the better long term player. But I think Randall still might be like younger than Kuzma or the same age. But I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. Like, they could, like, they, this is the same kind of thing people would ask, like, with Larry and Rand, and Randall when Larry started to be good. Is like, you know, you guys, you're allowed to have two good power forwards on the team. There's not a, <laughs> Where are we going to find the minutes? Yeah. And Randall can play up. I think Kuzma has shown he can play some three, too. So I don't think, I think Nance is the guy who's, who's the odd man out, especially like since Ingram is going to want, need minutes at the four. Um, well, and especially because uh, he and Brooke Lopez are on the same team now, so there's no one for him to dunk on. Yeah, yeah seriously. And yeah, you're you're right. The Randall's Randall's like eight months older than Kuzma. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and it to me the thing that that struck me from watching Kuzma is like, um, it feels like Brandon Ingram is probably going to struggle again this year, and I I don't even think that that's a terrible sign for him, but like because he's so young. Yeah, well, and and, like, and Kuzma is like a, is like a, looks like he's a, like. <laughs> gonna be a, a pretty good three level scorer like <laughs> right right now like and I, I don't think ingram is ever that i think ingram's more of like your secondary playmaker kind of guy like to mm-hmm. me the greatest comparison for ingram was like a longer and less athletic igadala was like the hope for ingram mm-hmm. like because that's where his like most unique skill set is to me is his that he can handle it and make nice decisions and pass pretty well and he's and then hope tall. and then and then yeah and then hopefully be like a guy you can Used in all kinds of fun ways on defense, like uh, in the in the way. So he's just like a, a different body kind of Iguodala mm-hmm. type player. Like I, I never saw him as a guy who was going to fill it up a great deal, but like as a secondary ball handler who kind of gives you some some different, you know, get some creative things on on offense is kind of like his offensive uh, slot. Like I don't mm-hmm. think he'll ever, uh, you know, project to be like the kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just people putting. I think he's being poorly, and that's partly Magic's fault um, for putting those expectations on him. But it's not the end of the world. Yeah, uh, they have they have plenty of time with him. They don't have to make any. People are acting like you him. can't walk that back. What Magic said, like, oh, I would like him to be our leading scorer. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, Magic can talk to him, and they could like say, hey, don't worry about that shit. Like, well, and, like and how long ago did he say he wanted him to be their leading scorer? Like at summer league or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like and where he played, ago? where he played one game. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> he did look awesome in that game. He did. Um, I told Julian this, but you know who Kuzma's reminded me of, Sean, watching who? him. I love this. Who is? Uh, it? He reminds me of Antoine Jameson. Oh, like yeah. a guy who can shoot threes but who can't really dribble, but he puts up all these garbage, weird lefty and righty hooks around the basket that go in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kuzma has a, that's a, like Kuzma has the middle game more so than, than Anton did. Like, yeah. Anton, when did he start shooting threes, though? Like, in with the Wizards? Was Washington, he shooting threes yeah. on the Warriors? Yeah. I think uh, he might he... have started when he... I mean, no, he... He, had he a shot couple. him with the Warriors. Yeah. Um, cause he had, he was like shooting long range shots when he had the, um, that 50, those 50 point games. Yeah. Cause they thought right. he was a small forward. He shot them more with the Warriors when he was a small forward and I mean, then they moved him to power forward where he was supposed to be playing the whole time. But you know, when they, they drafted Mike Dunleavy Jr. Cause you got to make room for Mike Dunleavy Jr. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, basically, after his his third season in the league, he started taking two and a half threes a game, you know, and that's, I mean, it was pretty much just his not in college anymore. He started to shoot him, and then you know, like it went up with Washington. But I wonder if that too is sort of like the nature of the league changing. Yeah, it's like yeah. after he had a season with Don Nelson, he was like, "Oh, I should probably just shoot these all the time because I can now. I do what I want." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did not shoot a lot of threes with the Mavs, but he also shot. That was the first time he started shooting them well, and then he had a couple of years. He had one year with Washington where he shot forty percent again. So yeah, he was like 
he he built himself into a 35% three-point shooter, which isn't, like, amazing, but in 2005 in the Eastern Conference, like, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's lights out, baby. I, he's a, uh, he's really fun to watch, and I hope it does. It does seem like um, he's he's gonna get plenty of playing time, you know. Yeah, I mean they have no, they have to play him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all right. So my next I'm, question for you, Julian, uh, how do you feel about uh, Lonzo so far? Um, given. I'd be a lot more worried if I didn't see how he rolled his ankle, because like it seems like he's getting a lot of little nicks and things, and and just like missing games for little shit. Yeah, but he legit rolled his ankle like what in that game? Uh, I think it was yeah, it was the second game. Um, so much so that I was like, he played, he played a couple more minutes. Um, so I don't really have like a lot of. It it, it looked like his. I thought his preseason was going to be the same trajectory as like summer league, where he kind of like struggled and feeling out games. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, who knows? Um, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, the only thing I the thing I worry about it with him most is like, um, I guess, I, and I guess this could be said for most one and duns is like, just they need to they 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 just don't play like men yet like they just he right, just right. kind of gets he gets pushed around and like seems yeah kind of okay with it like i've sort of been predicting that the his first half of the season is going to be rough and then it'll get good uh, i think that's a fair like i think he'll yeah like like statistically yes i i agree with that i think he'll always i think he'll always have really favorable on off numbers offensively like other people will play better with him on the court even when he's maybe not playing great um Mm -hmm. you know i'm not going to do that thing where people give him fucking credit for like every good pass that's made (laughs) right right on the team even when he's not (laughs) playing like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go that far the only person in the nba this year who deserves that credit is tia dosich (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, when See, you those throw reminds a... me of, like, if Bad Santa played in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what he looks like. <laughs> oh. But, no, I, I think Lonzo's going to be... I think he'll be fine. Like, I think... I think by the, by the end of the season, I do think that people will think as highly of him will be buzzing the same way they were after Summer League. Like, he won't... He will maintain that, that level of, like... Okay, this guy's gonna be good. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, so that actually leads us perfectly into my final Lakers question for you, which is, uh, what are your expectations for this season? What's the over under? It's like thirty four. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little bit under because I think. I'm going to go like 31, 32 wins just because I think that they're really ill-equipped to deal with Lonzo missing games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable that that he might miss like 10 games or something. Um, and they're just not in a position, you know, with, uh, I mean, Caruso, there, there will be there will be a regular season Caruso game 
Like after oh, the All Star break. Yeah. I can't wait. That will happen, and it'll be fucking sweet. Um, <laughs> but like, Caruso, I think is gonna play. Like he's gonna he's on the two way contract. I think he's gonna like he's gonna get to play. He's gonna, I think it. Yeah, like it'll just the Laker the Laker chain guy, the guy with the fucking chain and the and the signs and shit is gonna have a Caruso sign. Oh yeah, it'll be like it'll be like the 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 old. Enrico Caruso, like the tenor, he's holding up the album, and he's just mouthing like, "This is a masterpiece." <laughs> that guy, like, mouths Lakers, like he's sending like a, like I'm saying Lakers, but I know you ladies seeing this. Look at how my tongue moves. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like it's like it's like it's Allen's like I'm tweet. licking pussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Guys, that guy is the grossest and the greatest at the same time. I just can't wait for Caruso's sanity. Uh. I'm ready. Uh, he looks kind of. He he seems like like in interviews and stuff. He seems like a really cool kid. Uh, I'm concerned that he has <laughs> I like um, that they're gonna like Pepe him. That they're gonna appropriate Caruso because oh. he looks. He looks he looks like those like middle aged like aggrieved white dudes like he looks... <laughs> and he like he's ironically trying to look middle aged like he thinks it's funny that he's balding and he's like yeah. twenty four. But well, like... he went to he went to Texas A and M. I'm always like suspicious of you know DeAndre Jordan just went there one year and got out of there, but that's like a that's a weird scene at Texas A and M. You know, like Pete the. Players like like fans pretend to be in the military and dress up for football <laughs> games. It's very weird. That They're like the stolen valor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, fucking a. Uh, but yeah, wasn't so, that Johnny Mansell's nickname? Stolen valor. <laughs> he was stolen value. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and my last question for you is, uh, are you worried about Paul George staying in Oklahoma City now because the fishing's so good there? Not really. Um, I'm not really, I'm not any more worried than I, like, I think, ultimate, I'll be worried when they, like, if they give the Warriors a series in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I just, uh... I don't, I, I'm I'm beginning to like feel like Russ like that it's gonna be fun. It'll be like a mutual like parting. I think Russ is like I think Russ is enjo- wants his like two to three year like Kobe mid year mid career. I just get to shoot all the time. So yeah. Then, now I do what I want. And then he and then he gets <laughs> to have like redemption, Russ. Like Kobe. Like I, I think he you know so, so you know and Maury will have the cap space for him to like you know, have a conversation and tell some other player that they'll get to shoot after him like Kobe did with Dwight Howard. Um, but I don't, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I don't think, um, I think Palink, I just think Palink is like too good at being sketchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So good he to, got caught. To go all in. <laughs> did he really, I think he just kind of took the fall for magic, honestly. Did, like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. never understood that. I never understood that. Like how the, how they said, we caught you. But we have no evidence of tamper. Like that didn't make the the NBA statement on that didn't make a whole lot of sense. 
it just seemed like a retroactive like let's okay we should have found magic so indiana didn't like cry like bitches and, right <laughs> like because i have a hard time like like blink yeah blink is the sketchy this is the sketchiest of the sketchy agents I mean, and then he just tells like biblical stories all the time yeah. to make it <laughs> well and it's such like, a does he have one about herb cole is it her who is that is that the blind guy or no? Uh, no, Gordon that's Gunn. Gunned. Gordon Gunn, that's right. Well, uh, there's there's also, like, like the NBA is the league of sketch. Like, anytime there's a rules thing, you're like, wow, I can't believe that was a 30-to-1 vote. And it's just yeah. cause, like, yo, we arranged it. We made it happen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we froze the envelope. It's taken care of. 28-to-1, and then Mark Cuban abstained because he was like, <laughs> yep. probably tweeting at Trump. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was shooting Shark Tank. He was shooting Shark Tank, just like he couldn't meet with Darren Williams that one time. Yeah. Well, here's because the, of Shark Tank. Yeah. Here's it's kind the, of amazing that he hates Trump so much that he's like upping his humanitarian game. Yeah. Except he's been even more of a dick on Shark Tank this year. Good. It's crazy. I, mean, I saw. I saw people I know on Shark Tank. Like from high, from high school, <laughs> and now I just want everyone to fail. Um, and it was like a good product, and I hate it so much. It was like a baby product, and like ah, I, I might use it for my fucking kid. No, fuck these people. <laughs> uh, man, you know i I would be worried about Paul George, but here's the thing: there's already somebody who's made the big move from Oklahoma City to the Los Angeles Lakers. And his name is Alex Caruso. Caruso. Yeah, so... Caruso, <laughs> yeah. let him know. Yeah. Uh, we I are sure. basically becoming America's only Anthony Randolph, Alex Caruso pro- podcast. Look, we haven't even... <laughs> we, we haven't gotten to Cooley yet. Yeah, <laughs> Is he still on the team? Because they played the Lakers the other night, and I did not see Jack Cooley. I think he's a two-way guy. Yeah, contract. he's a two-way guy. So the thing <laughs> he's is, two-way, but they're like, you just start in the D-League. Like, don't yeah. even come to preseason, Jack Cooley. Well, they have, they have like, ten guys who are, like, 22 and younger, right? Jack Cooley's, like, the fourth oldest guy on the whole roster. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The two-way thing has confused me, because today the Lakers signed Travis Ware. Oh, no. Which... <laughs> They cut two dudes, like, two days ago, and then signed Travis Ware <laughs> to now have 19 guys again. They just can't quit Travis Ware, dude. Oh, so... <laughs> He's really bad. Uh, by the way, by the way, cool... Here's what he must co- have good weed or something. <laughs> here's... Uh, by the way, here's what Cooley did this week. He, uh, he elbowed Yusuf Nurkic in the face. Ooh. And Nurkic said... This guy, I don't know his name. I feel like he play rug sport. <laughs> Dude, Nurkic's dad is gonna fucking. I'm telling you, like, there's a place for Cooley on a team where, like, the big men are like Scal and Willie Cauley Stein, or possibly facing jail time. There's a role for Cooley to come in there and just guys. <laughs> I mean, we all know Cooley's gonna be like fighting bears in eastern europe uh that's like his ultimate yeah (laughs) that's where the story ends i'm telling you it's no he's gonna be solving crime like 
he's going to be solving like uh, film noir style murders. Yeah, he's like the NBA's <laughs> Bosch. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Nurkic was Detective Jack Cooley. <laughs> I was sitting in my office thinking about a dribble handoff 10 years ago when a dame came into my office. <laughs> well, and and Cooley also, by the way, when he elbowed Nurkic in the face, Nurkic was already wearing a protective face mask. Tight. Cooley's dope, dude. I love Cooley, that guy. <laughs> Cooley's going to like talk to Vivek about trying to make a, uh, a detective movie, like finance a movie for him in it, right? And like, He's like, you know, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, Lake Oben, those guys know movie people. He's like, yeah, sure. What's your idea? And like, Cooley's gonna be like, oh, it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, like old, like, hey, yeah, see, like detective movies. <laughs> like, I want to do that. And he's like, uh, no, he's gonna be like, I, I like Monk better. <laughs> and he's going to insist on Cooley trying to be like, <laughs> yeah, in Monk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make. Trust a... me, trust me. It's a better idea. My kids <laughs> like Monk better. It ends up being Vivek as Monk. Yeah, Vivek like as Cooley, Monk. he screws Dude. Cooley out of the deal entirely. And like, it's like Vivek Ranadive is Detective Jack Cooley in Jack. One, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, yeah, he's obsessive compulsive. He's got this robot that follows him around picking up trash because he hates trash. See. Uh. Another, I'm going to make a bold prediction for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Reno Bighorns locker room at some point this season, Jack Cooley and David Stockton come to blows. <laughs> I don't even know what David Stockton looks like. He just looks like He's a Gonzaga guy. Small and white. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like, a, like John Stockton if he hadn't been vaccinated for like rubella. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know how all those Alabama quarterbacks have the same haircut and yeah. they all mm-hmm. look the same? That's like Gonzaga white point guard guy. Yeah, it's like, but no, it's not even point guard guy because, like, Zach Collins is basically just a seven foot tall Dan Dickow. No, but they always have a, <laughs> a, a small, they always have a guard. Right. It's like Dan Dickow and, like, uh, Ah, shit. What was it? Well, David Stockton. And then there was that other guy they had who shot threes, who was always a free agent on the 2K games that you could sign. (laughs) David David Stockton is, like, very boyish looking, and he looks like someone put his ears in slightly the wrong place. (laughs) Like, they're, they're just angled out a little more than you would think. But otherwise, he just looks like a like a regular. He he just doesn't look like he's a basketball player, except like if he he's like a guy who would have been at uh, you know, like what's Jerry McNamara fantasy camp. <laughs> if only David Stockton could have gone to Gonzaga for twelve years, like Jerry McNamara did at Syracuse. Yeah, and. and um. <laughs> Uh, um, all right, let's, let's go to our, yeah, let's do, let's do our poll. Um, we talked about him earlier. We already made some jokes. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, what? Did you have a different one? I had, I had a certain idea, but I want to see. Oh, then no, you go. Then do yours. I, I just want to, so normally our question is what is blank doing right now? What are they doing Mm -hmm. right now? 
I would like to know, it's not a game night, what is the Lakers chain guy doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is getting kicked out of a wine bar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say he is changing lanes without signaling. I think he I think he did both of those things earlier in the night. <laughs> and he retired early and he's like now waking up and he's wearing like he has like he got out of bed, he has like the silk robe that of course that guy has. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like making a sandwich. <laughs> he's doing what a lot of just a lot of regular dudes would be doing, but he's like but he's in a really in very, a silk robe. It's a very good and the sandwich. The sandwich itself is very no. Yeah, the sandwich itself is very like the sandwich itself is very Garrett. Like it's a fucking over the top like. Yeah, it's like a Dagwood. It's like he's making a like a BLT with foie gras. Yeah, and he's like like the meat he's unwrapping is in like butcher paper. (laughs) It's like he's making like the most expensive Ike sandwich. Like something Guy Fieri would make. He's like, what if instead of mozzarella sticks, I just melted down a bar of gold? (laughs) Um, Whoa, wait, this just in. We just got a reader question from Jeff Cleary. Oh, shit. Uh, SF Jeff. He says, so we'll get to the reader question in a second. But so our poll this week is what is the Lakers guy doing? Is he... Changing lanes without a turn signal. Is he getting kicked out of a wine bar? Or is he wearing a silk robe and making an elaborate sandwich? <laughs> uh, you can answer that question at Round Rock Pod on Twitter. Um, all right, and now for our reader question. Robot, play the reader drop. <laughs> this is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Jeff says, last year, the Warriors broke their own record from the year prior for earliest NBA team to clinch a playoff berth. They clinched on February 25th as opposed to February 27th. Mm -hmm. If this same Warriors team played in the Eastern Conference, when would they clinch a playoff berth? All right, so when would the Warriors... Wait, there's one less sentence. Or, to put it a different way, do they clinch before or after the MLK holiday if they were in the East? Which is January 15th. God, that is a great question. Um, I I wonder how many... They play 32 games before? Yeah. When yeah, they win I 32 games. Like how many? <laughs> let me let me just. I'm gonna look at the schedule real quickly here. So the season starts. Man, does the season start soon? Yeah, it's Tuesday. next week, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they play eight games in October. I'll, I'll just give you the total. Sorry. 
Yeah, they play over 40 games before they oh, yeah. play holiday. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah easily. 40. So they're playing 44 games, and then they play Cleveland on MLK Day. So yes. they're going to need 37 wins to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference? Are they <laughs> going to be 30? Okay. 35, yeah. So are they going to be 35 and 9 by MLK Day or better? I think yes. Better. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be better than that. But in the East, uh, all right. So how many games do they play before Christmas Day, Sean? Uh, well, oh, they're playing Cleveland. Two big televised Cleveland games. They also play them on Christmas Day, obviously. Yeah, of course. I feel like they're not going to be as, like, I feel like the rivalry is not going to be as strong now. No, it's the Oklahoma no. City will be their big rivalry now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, hang on. But how, yeah, how many games before Christmas, John? Uh, they play thirty-three games before Christmas. So yeah, like uh, New Year's Day about is when they would clinch <laughs> if they played. So in they the could East. be. <laughs> I mean, MLK Holiday is a really good like anchor point because. I feel like they could maybe mathematically clinch by MLK Day, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's like so complicated because of the schedules, but yeah, especially given that they've got a stretch in December where they have their like punishing road trip, mm-hmm. but their their punishing six game road trip six is at Lakers, at Magic, at Heat, at Pelicans, at Hornets, at Pistons. And that's like a real kind of soft one. And then, Except they always lose that game against the Heat. <laughs> sure. But then they finish, <laughs> they finish December with seven home games in a row. And I just uh, feel like I feel like the month of December for them, they could they could I it would okay. It's not likely, but they could they could win all of their games in December. Like that road trip is tough, but then it's like they go they play the Lakers on the road, and those just don't feel as much like road games now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be it'll be the Lakers will be a good home team this year, but uh, yeah, they like they could go und- they could go undefeated in the month of December, like fairly so, easily because of how the schedule is. We're all in agreement they would clinch before Martin yeah, Luther King Day. Yeah, we're saying they clinch. I think they would maybe clinch on Martin Luther King Day, and it would be hilarious if they did it baseball style and had, like, a champagne celebration <laughs> because they're, they're going to be in Cleveland on that day, and it would just be hilarious to be like, man, I, I hope it still smells like champagne when they clinched. The eighth seed in the Easter Conference <laughs> on the Martin Luther King holiday. Um, all right. So that's been our show, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week when they're actually playing basketball games. Yeah, we get a lot of – we're going to have a lot of uh, big shows for next week. But we'll have a, we'll have a pod up uh, on Tuesday for, for the opening of the season. Yeah, and we've got some real great guests coming. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be good. We've got Eric Malinowski, who wrote Beta Ball, a That's great right. book about the Golden State Warriors. You mm-hmm. should all purchase it and read it. I thought you said before. Beta like 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 uh, like alt right people like. Oh like, yeah, like, oh, that's what beta it's called. Ball. Beta Ball. But oh, is it? Yeah. Well, no, his because is... it's 
it's tech. It's like yeah. when you're still, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll but... t- we'll talk all about that with Eric next yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Look, Paul Pierce played Alpha Ball. Let me tell you that. Gorilla um, mindset. Uh, also, we're gonna have. <laughs> also, we're hopefully gonna have Chris True up the uh, on the world's greatest New Orleans Pelicans fan. Yeah. Uh, he sits behind the visitors' bench at the Smoothie King Arena and yells at people, and is kind of famous for it. <laughs> uh, and then also, we're gonna have uh, the uh, King King Baby. Our... Oh no, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, and then the week after, we're going to have friend of ours, but also like our enemy, kind of. Yeah, it yeah. seems like he keeps wanting to fight us. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Smith, the host of the Take It or Break It podcast. We're going to fight so... him on the podcast. It's going to happen. But yeah, a lot of great stuff coming up. You know who else has great stuff coming up? Yeah. Sean Keen. That's right. Give us your plugs. Uh, you can read my weekly uh, very silly NFL referee column. I believe I'll also be doing an NBA referee column. We haven't figured that out yet, but uh, I have a lot of Halloween and Bodie Miller and David Letterman <laughs> content coming out on Yard Barker. Uh, watch the Everything Report on the Internet three times a week. And come see me headline the punchline on December 20th with Kaylin Gill, Ben Kalina, and your friend and mine, Joey Devine. Yeah, that's me. I'll be there. Uh, Julian, what would you like to plug? Anything? Um, just uh, basketball reasons. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Will be oh, yeah, that's your podcast. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, the offseason was was. was too much for a novice uh, podcaster to keep up with. Um, but, yeah, next week it will be the first episode of the season. Um, and uh, that's about it. And then just at Juice Manji on Twitter, me uh, just talking about my cool dad tweets. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, and then I, of course, am on Twitter uh, at Frankie Muniz. We're on 12-10-14. I tweeted... I don't have any drinks in my fridge, and I'm too lazy to go to the store, so I'm drinking a jar of applesauce to quench my thirst. Good lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, sorry, I need to mention this before we sign off. Frankie Muniz claims he doesn't remember starring on Malcolm in the Middle, and he's had, like, nine concussions. From what? Like, what does he do? Like, motocross or something? I think it's, I think it's from being a race car driver. And then, I guess, like, injuring himself doing things like climbing onto a motorcycle or hunting scorpions with a flashlight. He does a lot of weird stuff. But I think it's from, I think it's from car racing. He's had a lot of uh, traumatic brain injuries, maybe. Or so. concussions, you know. <laughs> it's going to be the saddest CTE. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in, like, Agent Cody Banks 3, concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, tell the truth. Uh, his, his, he's gonna his, get like violent with a meter maid, and he's gonna get the shit kicked out of him or something. His his biography is gonna be called "Big Fat Not Rememberer." Aww. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, guys, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's all forget.
is Frankie Munez. I drum for the band You Hang Up, and I play the Trick Pro 1B bass pedal. And honestly, like I'm not just saying this because I mean, this is for Trick. This is the sickest thing in the history of life. I was playing uh, another high-end pedal, and this seriously makes me feel like a toy. So uh, I, I love it. You know, I, I, once you go Trick, you never go back. But I, I love it. I'm really happy to be playing for Trick. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.